What's up, guys? We're back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. We are talking about Colorado State men's basketball. They moved to 2-0 with a 91-71 victory over Arkansas Pine Bluff. The women's team wins as well, so both basketball teams are 2-0. Great to see. As I said the other night, I unfortunately couldn't be in the arena for last night's game, and I, and I won't be there for Sunday either, but I will be there for the Northern Colorado game. And uh, we're actually going to cover the Paradise Jam with a bunch of live shows. We're really going to lean into it, uh, do some silly stuff on set, just kind of lean into the island theme. So keep an eye on out for that. And uh, obviously we'll have plenty of written content about the Rams over that time as well. But this was a really convincing victory Friday night. It was really encouraging to, to see CSU kind of, you know, face a little bit of adversity, I guess. It, it Honestly, the game wasn't as close as the final score indicates. UAPB had a couple of guys get really hot from deep. And, and you know, that that's, that's okay with me. I think it's good to get battle-tested a little bit early. You still win convincingly. You don't cover, but that 33-point spread was absurd. Anyways, I'll, I'll get into all of my observations about all of the individuals. I'll dive into the numbers, all of that fun stuff. Also, some interesting results around the Mountain West. Something to keep in mind for our homeowners, though. With prices going up, it's creating natural equity in your home. If you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that and make the bubble work for you. If you're in the buyer's market right now, you know how stressful trying to buy a house is, especially in Colorado. The, the housing market out here is just absolutely insane. Let Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off this extremely difficult process. They're going to alleviate so much stress and just take some of that worry off your plate. As mortgage brokers, they're able to shop over a dozen lenders with many different products to find the right fit for you. They want their borrowers to know who they're working with and not feel bounced around. They take the time to help their borrowers be as informed as they want every step of the way. They're proud DNVR members, they're CSU alum, they work nights, they work weekends, they do what it takes to make sure their clients are getting the best loan for their situation. They actually have a fun perk for DNVR listeners. Just go to dnvrmortgage.com, enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. You can also call Mike directly at 970-412-2472 or visit dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. All right, let's 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 get on into it. Surprisingly good crowd, you know. It, it looks like the support's going to be consistent this season. Um, I also think it's really cool that the CSU broadcasts, you know, the ones that are streaming on the Mountain West Network, are also now available on Channel 3 in the metro area on TV. Honestly, I mean, it's more enjoyable than most of the CBS and FS1 broadcasts. Anyways, obviously, the production value from a camera standpoint, a, a little bit less impressive, but in terms of knowledge about the team, I mean, I'd rather listen to Roth and Nigon than a couple of Joe Schmoes any day of the week. So I, I really like the broadcast. Um, and, and like I said, I was also impressed by the crowd. It, it just looks like the, the support's going to be consistent this season. That's awesome. I mean... If you can get close to 5,000 people for an 8 p.m. game on Friday night against Arkansas Pine Bluff, that is a very good indicator of what's going to you know, happen this year. I think come conference time, it's just going to be rocking every night, kind of like it used to be during the, the peak years of, of the Tim Miles era. I get all these Facebook memories and notifications from 10 years ago, and it's just you know so many posts of, of me 
being excited about the future of CSU men's basketball and posting about guys like, you know, Dorian Green and, and Wes Eichmeyer and all these guys. And, and I just remember those crowds, you know, every night, even if you were watching on TV, you know, you could just feel the energy. There was so much excitement. The students were engaged. They were rowdy. And we finally have that, you know, it's, it's been great consistently for football. Volleyball's had some really good crowds this year. Would like to see the women's basketball team get a little bit more support, but they will if they keep winning. I mean, it's, it's, I like these double headers. I think it's a great way to do it. It sucks that in conference play, the women's games end up usually being at the same time as the men's teams. Like if the men's team's hosting New Mexico, the women's team's usually playing at New Mexico. I know it makes sense from an empty arena standpoint. Like if your men's team's not there, obviously it's open. So it's a good time for your women's team to host, but you're splitting your audience. I mean, this is a whole side tangent, but really the Mountain West in general doesn't doesn't do the women's league any favors because, you know, when you look at the, the conference tournament, for instance, now, the women's games used to be in the day and then the men's games would be at night, which was cool because the fans would have an opportunity to attend both. You know, if you're a CSU fan out in Vegas, you could go to the women's games and the men's games. Now the women's tournament's earlier in the week basically at a completely different portion. The championship ends up being on the first day of the men's portion, but you know it's, it's hard for fans to go out there and stay for a week. And so they're going to prioritize the men's tournament. I mean, that's just how it is. I know logistically scheduling is kind of a tough thing, especially when you have to also balance around volleyball, but it, it just would be better if they didn't split the audience so much. Anyways, getting all the way back on track here, like I said, good crowd. Support has been awesome. Um, no no Kendall Moore for CSU in this one as he deals with his foot injury. So it was a starting lineup of Isaiah Stevens, Chandler Jacobs, David Roddy, Adam Thistlewood, and Deshaun Thomas. I thought the starters were awesome on both ends of the floor in this one. Really, really great effort. I mean, I feel like they set the tone right off the bat. You know, they had uh, seven first-half blocks. They're diving for loose balls. They're making an effort on the glass. They're playing unselfishly on offense. A little bit sloppy at times, too many turnovers, and we'll get into that later. But some of that was just from UAPB pressuring and, and playing hard. I mean, they definitely played physical defense, especially in the half court. They have good length. I mean, they're, they're going to make it tricky on you. But ultimately, I, just, I, I felt like the starters came out and they set the tone. They opened the game with a 12-0 run. They never relinquished that lead. I mean, they just kept the pressure throughout. Other than, you know, the turnovers and, and Sean Williams and Milton, uh, Kylan Milton going for 50 points in this game for UAPB, it was really good. I mean, you limit the rest of the roster to 21. Those guys had to just shoot an absurd pace from deep. Milton went 5 of 11 from deep, also had a pretty nasty dunk. Williams was 6 of 13 from deep. So those du- those two dudes basically carried them and is the only reason that the Rams didn't cover that spread. Again, I thought the spread was a little steep, but you take away those two, and you cut down the turnovers just a little bit, give up a few less offensive rebounds in the first half, and they probably win this game by 35-plus. So, I mean, there's a few things to nitpick, but overall, especially at this point of the season, I I felt like it was a, a really good game against a team that, you know, they that UAPB team took Creighton to the wire the other night. They were leading at halftime, and Creighton kind of pulled away late. But they're they're, they're going to challenge some teams, and I, I really was impressed with what CSU was able to do to limit Trey Sampson. 
I mean, this was a dude that went for 30 the other night. He only had six points, four rebounds, kind of got into foul trouble. But he was pretty much a non-factor. And, and the fact that he had six and, you know, Williams and Melton went for 50, I think this Arkansas Pine Bluff team is actually going to make some noise in the in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. It's a completely different roster than last year. New coaching staff. They don't play a very deep rotation. But they clearly have some guys that can ball out. They've brought in some good transfers. I'll be kind of interested to see how Wyoming handles them, and maybe there's a potential for an upset there or Arkansas Pine Bluff to, to cover a big spread. I actually think the Cowboys are going to be really good this year. I think they're going to be sneaky tough. I think there's a good chance that CSU splits with them. That was one of my preseason predictions. They can't all be positive. There's, there's going to be you know, a couple of frustrating moments. But I do think this is going to be a really special season, especially if the, if the starters play this well and you get this type of production out of David Roddy and Isaiah Stevens. I don't think anyone was panicking after they only combined for 20 points in that Oral Roberts win. I mean, when you score 109 and beat the living breaks off of a team that made the Sweet 16, it's tough to feel you know all that bad. But I think people were at least a little bit surprised that those two only went for 20. They They completely made a statement in this one. Roddy goes for 28, 13 boards, had one assist. Stevens has 23 points and uh, six rebounds, six assists. So really complete performances from both of these guys. And what stood out to me was just the fact that, one, they were able to get buckets from all over the floor. I mean, Isaiah Stevens was in his bag tonight. He was he was showing off the handles. He hit a couple of really impressive runners, drilled a couple of threes in defenders' faces. I mean, he was on one. And Roddy just wore him down, man. He He really, really made an impact in this one, especially late. I felt like he just kind of stepped on their throat. I was a little bit surprised at how long these guys played. I mean, they were they were still in there at the end of the game. Roddy goes for 33 minutes. Stevens goes for 34. And that was actually one of the things Adam Nygon mentioned on the broadcast was, you know, maybe we should get these guys out and prioritize rest a little bit, especially since the game was out of hand at that point. I don't know. I think they're just trying to kind of set the competitive mindset for that Paradise Jam where obviously you're going to play a lot of minutes in a short time. And one of the things my good buddy Steve Ivey mentioned in his post-game article was, you know, that, that they scheduled this Peru State game on Sunday intentionally to kind of mimic that tournament setting in terms of playing a game late Friday night, having little rest, and then having to go again on Sunday. That was really smart. I mean, you got to be prepared for that setting. You're going to have to do it in the Paradise Jam. You're going to have to do it again in the Mountain West Tournament if you want to make any noise in the NCAA Tournament you got to be able to play on short rest every now and then. And so I think it's just good to get that experience in non-conference play. Anyways, I, I, I think that was the reasoning with keeping them in. I don't think, you know, they're trying to run the score up or embarrass UAPB or anything like that. It's not like there's any bad blood between these teams. And that's that's not the kind of coach that Nico Medved is. It is kind of a tough position because you got to consider the metrics and, and style points with the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee and all of that stuff. But again, I just... I don't think he would intentionally try and run it up. And I mean, it was a competitive game. UAPB, they they kept playing hard until the very end. They draw a charge on David Roddy within the final minute. You could see the annoyance on his face. Like, really, bro? Really? But as a coach, you got to love that. I mean, that team was playing hard. They go to the final buzzer. That's, that's what you're trying to do when you're trying to, you know, flip a culture. That's a program that's lost 14, 14 of its last 15 games going into the matchup with the Rams. That, that's tough. It's good to see the way they fight. 
So I had no problems with that. It, it wasn't out of line. They weren't like hard fouling or anything like that. It was just good competitive basketball for 40 minutes. And it, it was good to see that Roddy and Stevens never let up either. You know, they, they kind of match it. Like, all right, you're going to keep hitting threes on us. You're going to keep going for it. Then we're going to go for it too. And Roddy had a really great dunk in the, in the last couple of minutes, drawn and one. I just, I felt like those two really closed this game out in style. It wasn't like they were doing anything crazy. You know, they weren't forcing it. They were playing within the flow of the game. It was just aggressive. It was assertiveness and kind of recognizing the moment and, and what needed to be done. Um, kind of talking about some of the other starters, Deshaun Thomas, he just continues to impress me on both ends of the floor. He gets the start tonight. Medved said he was the most improved player coming into this year. It, it really seems like that's, that's true. You can just see the confidence that he plays with in the post. He, he's good with his back to the basket. He's strong on the drive. He's not afraid to put up a jump shot. I mean, he's just really a versatile player, and he's so much improved on the defensive end. You can just see him playing with that confidence, and that's just one of those things you just, it comes with time. I mean, Nico Carvacho was the same way. He was a little bit raw his first couple of years. You saw him eventually develop into a pretty good paint defender. You know, steadily and but surely, I think we're we're seeing that progress with DT, with James Moores. James Moores, I, I really liked what I saw from him defensively in this one. He looks a little bit uneasy when he has to play with his back to the basket still on offense, just kind of rushes things. He's he's really strong on the drive after having kind of a, a wonky turnover trying to make a move in the post. He got the ball a couple possessions later and then really put his head down and got to the hoop. That's something that him and, and Deshaun Thomas are both really good at. I think both of these guys are going to be really important to CSU's success this season. I think you're you're going to need a game where each of them probably steps up and, and probably more than once. I mean, there's some teams with some really good post players in this league. But I, I just see the confidence that DT is playing with right now, and it's really encouraging. And he's a lot of fun to watch because he's good, man. He's versatile, can pop that three, strong on the drive. His handles are much improved. Like He's a dude that can score from all over the floor. It, it didn't count, but he had a possession where he got the ball in the corner. He clears out everybody, backs the guy in, makes a really nice spin move into what was, you know, kind of a spinning jump hook. Rims out, but the, the move was awesome. And just to see him have that confidence to even pull it out of his bag was impressive. He's He is playing with a killer mentality, and you love to see it. Kind of rounding out the other starters, quiet games from Chandler Jacobs and Adam Thistle went on offense. Both of them did hit a three. Both have shown they have great jumpers this year, and obviously Jacobs the other night with 15 points was Really solid. It's been kind of a quiet start for Thistlewood offensively. But these are dudes that are are going to be really important. They do a lot of the dirty work defensively. And what's nice is, you know, you can put them on a lot of different people. You know, Jacobs can can guard guards, but he was also on some of the forwards at various points in this game. I think you could put him on wings, and I've already at multiple points hyped up Adam Thistlewood's improvement as a wing defender. You need that. You need guys that are able to do that, especially with kind of how you, how much you rely on, on David Roddy and Isaiah Stevens. I mean, they were great offensively, and they were really good on defense too, especially Roddy. He had four blocks and two steals. Just absurd production. But, you know, you need some of these other guys to just do the dirty work and kind of be the unsung heroes. And so far, Thistlewood's done that back-to-back nights. You know he's going to get hot at some point and, you know, drop 15, 20 on someone, though. Off the bench, you know, you got six minutes out of Baylor Hebb. 
he wasn't even expecting to play early in the season. Kendall Moore's injuries kind of forced him into the rotation a little bit. Jalen Lake and Isaiah Rivera, though, they they both played really well. I mean, they're just so poised for their age. You see it on both ends of the floor. Rivera had three points in this one, didn't force anything. 13 minutes, played really good defense in the second half. Jalen Lake, this guy's going to be a stud. I mean, he's, he's accurately named that. That last name, Lake, he's wet, man. Like, wow. I really butchered that execution on that one. But Jalen Lake, he did not. I mean, he he had another block in this one. He's a really aggressive on-ball defender. He's confident. He's got active hands. And when he gets the ball, he's not afraid to shoot it. When 2 of 5 from 3-point land, 2 of 7 overall. In both of these games, we've seen him kind of throw a little running floater up. I mean... He plays with a lot of confidence, and the guard depth on this team is just insane. Like, Baylor Hebb could play for most of these teams, but Rivera, Lake, Tanjay, these guys could be starters for, for most teams. Really, I mean, most mid-majors around the country. Like, they they are so good. I'm really looking forward to seeing how they progress over the course of the season, and I think it's going to be really beneficial that they're getting these key minutes and, and getting to log some serious run early in the year. Because you're going to have to rely on them, you know? Like, Steven Zarate may get banged up at some point, or you know who knows how long Kendall Moore's foot is going to nag him, and you know any anything can happen in the course of a season. So the fact that they just have so much depth, it's it's just so relieving. Might be a little bit tricky for the coaches to manage the minutes, obviously, but definitely a good problem to have. Just a really really great game from from a lot of individuals. That's why you know it took 15 minutes to highlight them all. I want to dive into some of the team stats, some of the the key numbers in this one. But football fans, who's ready to score some free bets? Now you can when you bet on any NFL game this week with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on either team to score, and they're going to win $100 in free bets. When a team scores, you score. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get some skin in the game with the same game parlay. This is where you combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your funds whenever you want. I was planning on making a withdrawal tonight, but San Diego State killed my three-leg parlay. Brutal. Brutal. Couldn't hit some key free throws. Really blew it down the stretch. I was was disappointed. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Bet $1 on either team to score. Win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with the promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, I also want to shout out our friends at Strava Craft Coffee. I don't know about you, but anytime I can get something delivered straight to me, I'm all for the convenience. What's even better, the, the holiday season is coming up. Get them some CBD-infused Strava Craft Coffee. It's the ultimate gift this time of year. Do you have friends, loved ones, colleagues that suffer from migraines, joint pain, IBS? You must get them some CBD-infused Strava. It ships straight to their door, and they're going to thank you. Strava is now giving our listeners 25% off their entire purchase when you use the code DNVR25. That's right. If you go to StravaCraftCoffee.com, use the code DNVR25, you're going to get 25% off your entire purchase at checkout. You can also subscribe. So Subscribing to Strava means that you never have to buy coffee in the store again. It'll land on your doorstep every two, four, six, or eight weeks, whatever you prefer. Plus, you're going to get 20% off your CBD-infused coffee 
every single time. Strava also offers CBD-infused decaf coffee. So if that's more up your alley, you can always go that route. If you're in the area, stop by the DNVR bar, try some of Strava's incredible cold brew. Yep, we've got the very finest of cold brew on tap at the DNVR bar. Swing on in, try it sometime. You will not be disappointed. Again, go to StravaCraft.com, StravaCraftCoffee.com. Use that code DNVR25, save 25% off your entire order. All right, let's wrap some things up with the key team stats. CSU got good production from the bench, 24 total points out of the reserves. I think on any given night, you're kind of hoping for 25 to 35-ish. 24 was plenty. You didn't need more than that. And more than anything, I just love the way that everybody on this team played within the flow of the game. And I was pleasantly surprised with the way that the Rams were able to dominate the, the points in the paint. They had a significant advantage in there despite not having, you know, the height advantage. This is a team, UAPB, that has great length. They really challenged Creighton the other day. And I, I felt like CSU kind of punched them in the mouth down low a little bit. They were aggressive. They were able to get a lot of free throws, which they also knocked down. I mean, that's a great strength for CSU going back to last year's free throw shooting. Would maybe like to see a couple more transition opportunities get out on the fast break, but UAPB did a good job of getting back and limiting it. They kind of conceded some offensive board opportunities in the second half, which was weird because they were they were really aggressive on that end in the first half, and it paid off for them, but maybe they just felt like they had to get back better. And Anyways, like I said, you'd like to see a little bit more points in transition, but I think that was just kind of a product of the way that the game played out. And CSU was really good in the half court, so it wasn't a big deal. 15 turnovers is too many. You got to cut that down. But, you know, like I said, UAPB, they played hard. I'm not worried about it. The depth, the competitive nature, all of that are are really encouraging with this team right now. And I feel pretty confident that they're going to win a whole lot of games. And especially with kind of what happened around the rest of the Mountain West. Like I said, San Diego State, they go on the road. They lose to BYU and Provo. That's not a bad loss. I mean, BYU is going to be a top 25 team at some point this year. That's a really tough atmosphere. They kind of choked it away, which is, you know, that's a little bit unfortunate. But the the crazy shocking event was the fact that Nevada, they they got their butts kicked by San Diego, not San Diego State, the University of San Diego. I mean, it wasn't even close. And they they do not play an impressive non-conference schedule. I mean, it's it's too early to say they've already blown a, a chance at a bid, but they have basically no wiggle room without winning the Mountain West. They're going to have to have a crazy year, win, you know, 25 games or something. But out of those three teams that people are, are kind of forecasting to, to be in contention for the conference championship, Nevada, San Diego State, CSU, and, and you can even throw Utah State in that conversation, I guess, just because they've been really good the last couple of years. CSU, the only unbeaten team. I will say Utah State responded well from kind of an embarrassing opening night loss with a good neutral court win over Richmond. That's a veteran team. They were struggling early. They got it going in the second half. They've got a lot of length. They're going to be a team that, you know, when they get hot, they're going to be tough, especially at home. I mean, that's always one of the tougher places to play. Should be a really fun year in the Mountain West. Looking forward to, you know, having podcasts, writing about it. The whole nine yards throughout all of it. Thank you to everybody that continues to support the content. That's a great time to become a DNVR member. You can get a free T-shirt with subscription. You know, you're you're we're about to drop our David Roddy shirt, so now is the perfect time. It's going to be a really memorable season. I'm telling you, DNVR does it right. If you're a Nuggets fan, Broncos fan, we've got great pro coverage. 
know, if you want to look into the buff stuff, Henry does a great job. Obviously, gross, bolder, but he does do a great job, so I'll, I'll give him the respect where it's due. Anyways, now's always a great time to become a member. Thank you for listening to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water together, make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I